Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. I think that's the way we we should play every night. That's jazz basketball, and that's our identity, you know. And we're able to do it against uh, against teams that maybe are not contending teams. You know, we have to do it every night, and we have to keep doing it even when things get tough. I think if we keep trusting one another and and, and keep communicating on, on the defensive end and, and moving the ball offensively, we're a very good team. There's the big man, Rudy Gobert, after the Jazz beat the Knicks 112-104. PK, this is what you were talking about a week ago. You wanted a three-game win streak. There are three teams with lousy records. You have the three-game win streak. And I am happy. (laughs) That's the question of the day. Three in a row now for the ball club. All well in Jazzland. We will get to that coming up in the next segment. Is there anything in particular that made you happy about this game? Now that you are... Happy. Yeah, I think it's the streak is that uh, I wasn't really concerned about Bogdanovich. I think that Bogdanovich and Joe are the keys uh, to to, to do what they do and throw in Conley there because the other guys are pretty much going to give you what they can give you. Uh, And we saw Bogdanovich be ice cold. And then when he's shooting well, it just makes everything easier. And then Joe passing the ball and getting assists and moving it and doing what he can do. And then Conley's been fine of late. I mean, it's, it's you know he's not a superstar, not that he ever was, but you know he's a borderline All Star. He's not that on this team anyway. Doesn't but need to be. He can be a vital contributor, and he just looks. You could just like see something in his body language, in his eyes, in his face, and his uh, just the, the way he handles himself. I was like, oh yeah, okay. This is what I've hit my stride. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is my role. I don't need to dominate the ball like maybe I did as much in Memphis. And he's, in my, from my point of view, he's settled in. So uh, that's a good thing. Give he's he's not a liability anymore by any stretch. And Joe and I know it's lousy competition, so I don't want to go crazy, but he has settled into his role and he's closer to what he was the prior years, coming off the bench as opposed to what he was doing earlier in the season. And we know when he came in the starting lineup, he did well. And then he went out of the starting lineup, and he didn't do as well. Now he seems to be back. Maybe not as much as a starter, but it's not about what you do individually. It's about what everybody does and how everything fits together. Yes, and I think he's better coming off the bench this time because yes. I think the bench is better, and he has better players around him. As before, before, depending on what the lineup was, they were playing two on five or three on five because there were two or three non-shooters on the floor. Now, Brantley doesn't shoot it, but there's room for one guy in the paint. But the other guys, you know, Clarkson scares people to death. If Niang's left open, he'll score. Conley and Joe are often out there together. What did I say? Brantley. Brantley. Yes, I meant Bradley. <laughs> Drew Brantley's the future. He's the future. Sorry. I meant Tony Bradley. Yes. And he, he went in there and they ran some pick and rolls with him. Joe hit him with a nice bounce pass and all that stuff. So you can have one guy who's got to live in the paint. But the other four guys out on the three-point line all scare people. So the floor's open. So I think when Conley's out there with bench guys and Ingles out there with bench guys, it's a totally different beast than when they're out there in November. Tony Bradley's the best Bradley since Anai. 
Oh, famous Bradleys. Ready? Go. Bill. <laughs> Bill Bradley. Nice. Avery. Old school Knicks right after a Nick game. I see what you did there. Miss Avery Bradley's voice. Who? You mean Avery Johnson? Dang it. I was going to say it's like... Famous Avery's! <laughs> we Steve in, Avery. We switch her in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, just keep, just keep throwing curveballs. You're matter. over two. It's 706. Oh, I, I can wear the golden sombrero. Give me a minute. Over four. So the Jazz are off today, and then they got a back-to-back this weekend. Boston and Detroit, Friday and Saturday. 2-0 on the road trip. They're going to have a 4-0 trip. Remember, that's how it started heating up. They had a couple of 3-0s. Well, they'll go 3-1 minimum. They'll beat Detroit. Derrick Rose is out, and and I'm not sure who else is on that team. I'd have to look it up. They traded Drummond. I mean, they've been giving guys away. Yeah. uh, Drummond, get out and stay out. Mr. October, they bought out. Yeah, Reggie's with the Clippers. Uh, So, yeah, I'm figuring that even though it's back-to-back, they should win that ballgame. So, minimum 3-1 and and have a shot of 4-0. Well, they got some guys on the bench. Emmanuel Moutier got a couple minutes. Maybe they'll use him if they – Need some fresh legs on Saturday. But first things first, it's Boston. And Brantley. Friday. See? <laughs> DJ and PK. I knew there was a point to that. Just got to stumble around for a while. DJ and PK, 97.5 at 1280 to the zone. Hashtag NBA. Rebound loose on the floor. And Doncic comes out of there with it. And will dribble out the clock. And the Mavericks have their first overtime win of the season. Their third consecutive home win as they defeat the New Orleans Pelicans in a wild one tonight. 127-123. Porzingis with 34. Doncic with 30. And the two teams right behind the Jazz in the playoff race right around them. Oklahoma City and Dallas. Both get wins. The Thunder beat the Pistons we were just talking about, 114-107. And there was Dallas in overtime over New Orleans, 127-123. No one's blinking, PK. Yeah, the Pistons, are, they suck. We just referenced that. But Doncic, is, he might be the most entertaining player to watch in the league. I, Jazz game was over, so it's set up nice. For me to watch that game, to watch that young kid play, and he is just so much fun. He is really, he's just, he's brilliant. He's great. And uh, Porzingis is coming along. That's a dangerous team. There's so many dangerous teams. Not every dangerous team is going to win, obviously. But that that's, that's a team on the come. They need a couple more pieces. But, man, you have got to just love the way he plays. Defensively, they take away the easy stuff. They block 13 shots. Porzingis had five of those blocks because he's just so tall and so long on top of that. And he had 34 points. And then Doncic is throwing up the triple-double with 30 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists. Massive numbers. And that one little move he had is, uh, I think it was at the end of regulation, Uh, the shot didn't go in. He, He passed it. But, I mean, he's just like putting on a dribbling clinic and all over the place and then he, he he threw it out to the wing to this uh keeper kid and he missed it but it was just the, the crowd went nuts <laughs> i mean it was he is really something to watch i mean it's that seven turnovers he so he's not perfect but he stepped back threes and and really dribbled the ball I was like wow man he's a, he's an entertainer and they got their Jordan Clarkson instant offense off the bench. Seth Curry was hitting threes all over the place. Six of them in the game. 
So they get the win, and they still a couple games behind the Jazz and the Thunder a game and a game and a half or two back too. So they're both kind of loitering back there. And speaking of Curry, Steph Curry is going to play tonight after missing four months with a broken left hand. Golden State in Toronto, TNT, 8:30. Hard to believe the Warriors are on TNT for his comeback game. 58 games he missed. So you can check that out. The game, the first half of the doubleheader, Clippers and Rockets, six o'clock on TNT. You want to uh, take a look at that. The Celtics, who the Jazz will play uh, Friday. Neither team will be going back-to-back. They'll both be off tonight. Boston played last night and beat Cleveland. Jason Tatum, 32 points, and Boston wins 112-106. Gordon Hayward not on that trip to Cleveland, so we'll see if he plays. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. They're back, baby. The Aggies just lost to the Lobos in New Mexico. Now they get them again in the quarterfinals. New Mexico won their first-round game in the Mountain West Conference Tournament to advance. Worried about any matchup issues? Come on. The better team is the Aggies. Go get this. Well, Well, you knew that they were going to play New Mexico because you knew New Mexico was going to win. I mean, that wasn't uh, any big surprise. And what happened Saturday, it happened, but I don't know that it has a reflection on today. So, and the Aggies, I think, believe they are. I believe they are the better team, but you got to play better. Just because you're the better team and you don't play better than the other team, then it doesn't matter. But I suspect that they will. New Mexico beat San Jose State uh, 79-66, the game that PK references. That was a guarantee, wasn't it? Well, I mean, I thought so, but I thought that CSU over Wyoming was a guarantee, and it wasn't. Wyoming had two wins all year in the conference. Colorado State was 11 and 7. That was 6 versus 11. New Mexico. Well, you know, I thought it was, I mean, I think the better team was going to win, but in that game, I thought the better team would win. I wasn't giving CSU enough credit when they were playing San Diego State, and now they blow it to Wyoming. Yeah, I don't really care about them. 7 o'clock, CBS Sports Network, and of course, Scotty G will have the call 6 30 on the zone. Hashtag NFL. The stadium, the facility is incredible. The training facility that they have outside of Vegas is unbelievable. It's a 45-minute flight from L.A. Your kids and your family can live there. You can fly back and forth. We want you to come to the Raiders. That, that's the, you know I've been pitching you now for, for a month. I love you, too. Come on, brother. Get to Vegas. Thanks, man. I know it's been a lot of patience for me and obviously being where I've been for 20 years it's been an amazing experience and I don't know what the future holds right now I'm just trying to be patient through this process my first time going through it and in the meantime I'm going to spend a lot of time with my family over the next 10-12 days and we got a little vacation plan which I'm looking forward to that was UFC president Dana White grilling free agent quarterback Tom Brady first time through the process he won't tip his hand PK yeah, the flight difference and the practice facility at his age, it's about can you win. So if your team isn't good enough, I don't care what you got over there and how long a flight it is to here or whatever. He doesn't need that at his age. He's not building anything. Either you're winning now or forget about it. So I wouldn't necessarily pitch that. That that excitement, yeah, that's great, And that's but that's short term. He, he needs to go to a team that has the best opportunity for him to flourish. So it's really intriguing. You know, this is this is the LeBron James free agency in the NFL. Uh, LeBron was a better player because he was more into his prime. 
but we've never seen anything like this. Does he want to go to the Raiders, Raiders or Chargers or two teams have been mentioned knowing you're in the same division with the Chiefs and your playoff path can be a lot tougher? Who's got the best team and the best opportunity? Colts the, and Titans. Go to the Chiefs. Bucks have been mentioned. I think the Chiefs are pretty good at quarterback right so, now. So? You can play longer then. You don't have to take the wear and tear. Yeah. Don't think he's looking to be a backup and you know that, but okay. Well, they can play them both. <laughs> Alternating. They just run in with the play, run in, run out. That'd be weird. That's what that would be. It'd be odd. I mean, the, the Cowboys did it with Stallback and Craig Morton. <laughs> we were going in the way back machine on a Thursday. I don't know if they did it. It just sounded good. <laughs> just gave him a look and he burst out laughing. Former LSU quarterback Joe Burrow, flattered by comments from NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah comparing him to Tom Brady. And then he said, please don't compare me to the best player of all time. Let me do my own thing. Don't do that to me, please. Oh, tiny Good hands. answer from Joe. Tiny hands will be fine. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Boston Red Sox ace Chris Sale will not undergo Tommy John surgery on his ailing left elbow. There are reports now it's not known how long he'll be sidelined. The surgery would have ended the entire 2020 season before it even started. He's got elbow inflammation. Shut him down in August. He's got a five-year, $145 million extension with Boston kicking in, and he's got a swollen elbow. It's a bad combination. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) It's not good, man. And, you know, power through it. Well, yeah, maybe he tried that last year. Maybe that explains 6-11 with an ERA of 4.40. The the elbow's nasty. You can deal with the bicep, tricep. But there's no getting around the elbow. No. And then you get up in the shoulder and it can be a little nastier. But the sore arm, you you can deal with a little bit. But once you start getting down to the elbow. Uh Uh-oh. No. and, and, And he has such torque and whip and all. And that lanky, long body of his, you, so you can see it. Tommy John, guys, miss a season, but I'm not sure it's 12 months now. I mean, these things change over time. The ACL used to be 12 months, and it hasn't been for a while now. So does he have a little bit of time to play with? Can he say, hey, two or three months and then have no, Tommy John no, surgery? No, because no, he'll, he'll not only he'll miss all of next season. Shohei Otani has been 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. When you have it, you usually... At best, at best, you're, you're certainly missing twelve yeah. for sure. Yeah, and then the next season, it seems like they don't bring you back until the end, and it's you're on an innings and a pitch, and so it, I think I think so you need two full years, two seasons, twenty four months, seasons. Okay, before you're ready to go. So if he has surgery and he knows he's out for eighteen months, then he does have four months to play with. Because right now, then if he had it eighteen months, under your theory, twenty twenty is out for sure. But most of twenty twenty one's gone too. Yes, yes. So he could wait four months. Yeah, but and, I don't know how effective yeah. he's going to be between now and then, though. If he's yeah. getting lit up, what difference does it make? You I, might as well have it as soon as possible. Yeah. Seems to me like if the elbow inflammation that forced him to shut down in August is still there, I don't see what good a couple more months of rest is. Going I to would do, agree. Go ahead and have the surgery. But it's not my elbow, so there you go. You can kiss my elbow. Hey, now. 
What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with a purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, the Jazz have won three in a row. What are you thinking? How are you feeling? Is all well in Jazzland? We will get to that next. Boulder's going to be here at 830. Joe Ingalls on the road. We're not sure when. But we're expecting him. He showed up last week in the middle of a big old losing streak. So He'll come through. I think he flew out last night. Just so. got to figure out their travel stuff and his time zone and sleep and all that, and then he'll be here. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. This girl that I had been on some dates with got me a Michigan State Build-A-Bear. And I had the most awkward moment ever. We were all like, oh boy, the way me and my family have always operated, I was honest with her then. The, as you opened it? I was as nice as I no, could be about not it. impossible. Yes, I was. There's no nice way I to said, do this. I said, thank you so much. You are absolutely awesome. I appreciate the effort. Let me explain something real quick. So we are Michigan fans. <laughs> Yeah, right. Michigan. I don't know. This, this is um, this Michigan State. This is a different. And I said, it's no big deal. I was like, don't feel bad. Don't. Be. And then I was the biggest jerk that's ever lived. And how would you have handled this? That's I w- what I wanted. I, I wouldn't have. <laughs> I flat plane wouldn't have. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Zero Res leaves no dirt attracting residues behind so your carpets stay cleaner longer. Schedule your cleaning today for just $33 per room. Clean three areas and your fourth is free. Call Zero Res for details at 801-288-9376 or check them out online at zeroresaltlake.com. Three straight wins for the Jazz. Over three straight teams they should beat. So, how you feeling? Is all well in jazz land? It's a lot better. <laughs> Three and zero against those teams sure beats two and one or one and two. Jeff says Washington, Cleveland, the New York Knicks. We won't know if the problems have been solved until we play an NBA team. Ba-dum-bum. Yeah, well, the Knicks turned around and beat uh, uh, the Rockets on Monday, so there's something there. These teams, I mean, they're not good. But they've all got uh, at least one or two good players, and they can go off. Uh, and the thing that I like about it is that it wasn't down to the end. There's two things I like about it. They won all these games uh, certainly relatively comfortably at minimum. And the thing that I like the best is guys settled into doing what they can do. Each player did what he's supposed to do, what he's very much capable of doing. It wasn't like a yeoman's effort out of any of these guys that you needed something hours. You needed Eric Gordon to go for 50 to win on the road in this arena. I mean, Eric Gordon's a nice player. He's a good shooter. He's been in the league a number of years, but he's not going to go for 50 very often. Now he went for 50 on that night, and they got the win. Good for them. So the Jazz didn't have anybody who played beyond his individual capability. In fact, they actually, they all of them across the board, did exactly what they're very much capable of doing 80% of the time. And so I take those two things on this winning streak. And you had to have it. You just absolutely had to have it. Well, they've messed up too many games that we thought were winnable to go out and mess up more of them. So now there are three games we thought were winnable and then mess them any up. I, I like your second point. Is what you did, can you replicate it? Now, can you replicate it is different than will you. I get that. But at the very start of the game, 
Conley gives the ball up. He's not dominating it. They're running the offense. He gets it back. He goes around the screen, gets into the paint. The defense starts to collapse. He hits a guy, O'Neal, for a wide-open three. You can replicate that. You can do that again. Donovan gets into the paint. He hits Bogdanovich. That's something that you can do consistently. And Quinn Snyder, after losses, is talking about you know playing the right way and not following the standings and all that. I thought they got there largely playing the right way. I'm sure you can go in and nitpick and look at bad possessions and bad defensive possessions. But to your point, they can what they did, they can do it over and over and over. Now, to uh, Jeff's point here, until we play an NBA team, I love the sarcasm, but yeah, will they do it against a better team? And that, that is Kai. Kai Cruz tweets at us, they need to beat Boston and prove they can compete defensively, but they are trending up. I don't know if they need to beat Boston. Certainly helps. I think for me, once they get home, uh, this trip that they got going on here, uh, they come home Monday, I think that the next one, two, three, four, five, six games, so when we get to March 18th, which is a Wednesday, it'll really tell you where we are. When they go to bed on March 18th, because you got uh, in that, that stretch. That one home game with Toronto and then another road trip? You got uh, Toronto. Actually, it looks like you got uh, more than that. You got Toronto at home, at Oklahoma City. Then you're home, because home is dark on my schedule here. New Orleans and Memphis in a back-to-back. Uh, and then the Lakers two get times in a row. Aha! So the Thunder, a playoff team, and the Lakers twice, who are well, e- sitting on top e- of the West. Either New Orleans or Memphis will be a playoff team. Yep. One of the two. They're sitting 8-9, so right. they'll probably be 8-9, whatever yeah. the order. Yeah. And they've, they've both beaten you, so they're quality teams. I mean, they're not great teams, but they're still quality teams, especially you have to look at New Orleans' record overall and realize, all right, they had a big addition that they got about midseason there, and so I assume, I haven't checked, but I assume their record is much better. So... That stretch, and you can you can start these next two games if you want, but particularly from um, next Monday to the following Wednesday when they finish up the Lakers back to back, not consecutive nights. There's a day off in between, but they play them two consecutive games, not on consecutive days. Samuel, no, all is not well in Jazzland. We have to win in tough places under tough circumstances on the road or at home. I don't know, man. Let's go to Runtavius. Matt, good morning. What's up, guys? Hey, How Matt. you doing? We're doing great. How about you? Yeah, I just, you know, I kind of like, I think we're doing pretty well in my, to be honest, like, you think about, like, teams are probably getting up for us. You know, remember how much we would get up for the Heat games and those, those teams when we were trash? Yeah. I just, like, I think teams are kind of doing that for us. Not so much as they probably would have been maybe before the All-Star break, especially when we won, what, 19 out of 21 or whatever it was. But, I mean, we're still – we're only half a game back out of the fourth seed in the West. People are people know the Jazz are good. They know that, like, this is a team that maybe not this year, but soon, like, we're going to be contending for something. I think things are on the upswing. I don't think I was well, but I think things are on the upswing for sure. All right, Matt, thanks for the call. Things are on the upswing for sure. Is that your standard? 
I mean, you win three in a row. It's hard to argue they're on a downswing, <laughs> but you can argue that it is built on a shaky foundation because they're lousy teams that are not even in playoff contention. Uh, <laughs> and we're in March now. So if you're not in playoff contention in March, you suck. Sam says, I hope not, but the Jazz have a potential of losing the next nine games. So he looked at the schedule like you did, and he just sees a string of L's out there. Yeah, I, I, I would be extremely bitterly disappointed if they lost to the Pistons. Pistons have given up as far as this year goes. You'd be extremely disappointed if they got swept in a back-to-back at home by New Orleans and Memphis. I mean, I know it's two games in two days, but you're at home, and they're both below you in the standings. You ought to win at least one of them. For sure. Yes. No doubt about that. And if you're claiming, you know, you are, you know, that Donovan and Rudy keep saying, if we are going to be the team we want to be, we have to do X, whatever they did, you know, poorly in the loss. If you're going to be the team you want to be, you ought to sweep that back-to-back. Oh, that'd be nice, yeah. Well, and I, uh, right now, th- this has been a crazy, s- not entirely crazy season, but uh, middle to latter part of the season with the win streak, losing streak, win streak, losing streak. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to Joe Ingles today, and it's going to be on a win streak. And next week, we're going to talk to him, it's going to be on a losing streak. And the following week after that, it's going to be on a win streak. Are we just going to go do si the whole way through? This has been crazy now. 500-ish. Yeah, I suspect more. You know, listen to Conley talk. Conley is a he's a man now. You know, he's been around the league for years and he's talking about uh, the the streak, the, the the down streak. You know, teams have them, they had it. Uh, and and they believe they're out of it. I, I just like the way they're playing. I just from the you, you know, we watch every game and, and the fans do this too. We all do it. You know, the way the, they need to play to win. What is their method of winning? We know it. We've seen it. We watch it. And we can, we can identify it visually. And I know it's lousy teams, but the way they've been playing, this is exactly the way they need to play. If they're going to be good teams, they need to play this way. And the last three games... They have been playing. I I can look at some of these guys that they're the key to the look in the box score. If Joe has got upwards near eighteen eight assists, they're probably winning, man. How many did he have yesterday? Moving the ball some more. He had six. Yeah, and he's and he's he's not hesitating. And if he's passing up shots, as long as the guy that he's passing it up gets the ball and has a great shot, we're fine with it. But when he's tentative, passing up shots... And then they're up against the shot clock and nobody's open. That's bad. Right. That's not the formula for them to win. And Mike, it just needs you to drive to the hoop a few times, hit a couple open shots, move the ball, and bogey, play with all sorts of confidence to where you believe literally every shot's going in. You get your feet set. You've got a second. As long as he's not rushing it, he's got a second. And he had that sweet move. Who was it on Portis last night? Mm-hmm. He crossed him over a little bit and yep. went in with the left hand. And he's very strong with that. That's what he can do. And so the method that they've been using to win is the recipe that this team needs. Every team has its own way of individually playing. And this, these last three games, this is how this team needs to play. And they have played that way. So there's no reason to believe that you cannot carry it. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win 
all the games and is going to win tomorrow. But I know if you're not doing that, you probably have no shot to win. And it seemed like during the losing streak, there was all sorts of questioning going on. And you didn't know what was going, how they were playing. What, what, what were we trying to accomplish here? And now they've gotten back to their formula, I think is the best way. So if you take a bigger chunk than just the last three, because we get those teams aren't good. So depending on how you want to draw the line, they have won seven of their last 11. You go back, but if you want to take a big chunk of the season, and 20, 21 games is about a quarter of an 82-game season, over the last 21 games, 11 and 10. So as much as people say they've been terrible, it's been more mediocrity. 21-game sample is pretty good. Now, within that, there were a couple of brutal stretches. But if you take a bigger chunk, what we've really seen is mediocrity, a little loss of focus. They aren't as sharp. And yes, they won a lot of games in a stretch, but is their margin for error, especially against good teams, is it really that big? No. They're not that dominant. No, but If you start listing the top five Correct. players in the league, the guys who can go out and drop the hammer on teams... They don't have those guys. They now they got a collection of pretty good teams. They got guys. guys who are in the top twenty. But when you watch the Bucks reel off wins and blow people out, well, they got Giannis. They do, and he annihilates they got Giannis. people. Stop it. They do. Stop they got Giannis. Yuck. They got Giannis. But I will say they've got aspects, um, portions of their individual games that I can argue are top five. I mean, obviously, Rudy defensively. And I'm now starting to see, and I think it is absolutely beautiful to see, I love it. Absolutely love it. Mitchell's mid-ranger is as good as anybody's in the league. Very reliable in that 10 to 15-foot range. Keep doing it. You don't have to shoot a three just because everybody else does. Right. And I also think that there are a lot of different kinds of two-point shots, and especially against the Knicks. You saw them get in and get 10 and 12-footers. That's not the same as shooting 18 and 20-footers. Those are the long twos that I think the numbers really work against. Well, I don't consider that mid-range. Right. All right. I'm right. talking that specific mid-range. You, this, oh, you got to shoot either a dunk or a three. No, you don't. I mean, your mother ever sell you just because uh, everybody else is doing it? <laughs> if Johnny jumped off a cliff, does that mean you got to do it? Well, it was a Sweetwater yeah. Dam in our neighborhood because we were short on cliffs. And but here in Utah, it'd be the cliff. Mitchell, getting into that, as you just said, that 12-foot range, this guy is as good as anybody in the game. He... He reminds me of Jordan when he does that. I know the comparison overall has been to Dwayne Wade, but I'm talking about that specific. He's not a top five five player in the league, but that specific play for him and shot for him, I would love, and I'm not going to do it because I'm not that nerdy. I just know what I see to see what his percentages are on that because it is look. it looks like he has found a groove that is as good as anybody's in the game when it comes to that. And that is that is so reliable. And when he he's getting, he's moving, and then he pulls up for there. At that point, he has such phenomenal body control, and the shot is so soft. If it's not a swish, it has a great chance to bounce around the rim and go in. At the very least, it's not going to be a long rebound and lead to a numbers disadvantage on your defensive end. So keep doing that. So they've got aspects of their game 
that elevates them beyond the overall individual game. So they're not in the top five. They don't have, you know, my top five guys would be Antetokounmpo, LeBron, uh, offensively Harden. I'd go Doncic and whoever you want is the fifth one, maybe Anthony Davis. Uh, but I'm open to that one. Jason Tatum has been coming on. Uh, making gains by leaps and bounds there, the way he's been playing. Steph he, Curry when he gets healthy again? Yeah, Curry's out of my mind, but you're sure. right, because uh, I haven't seen him play in a good long while. But, yes, when he's at the top of his game, and we'll see that, if not this year, next year again. I don't believe he's done by any stretch. So, yes, I put him out of my mind because I haven't seen him. But, yes, when he's doing what he does, certainly he belongs there. So they have aspects of that, and Mitchell can do that. And Joe, from his position – and what you're asking him to do in the position that he plays and the role that he has on the team is as good as a playmaker as uh, anybody else coming off the bench in that particular role. So the pieces individually, the aspects of them, put them, I think, a little bit maybe better than they are individually as a complete and total well-rounded game the way I see it. So I'm expecting big things again, and maybe I'm just riding the roller coaster. But I just I like the way they've been playing. The formula to win has been on display, and and they've they've pretty much uh, the, certainly the last two games. I know the Knicks even got it down to three, but I never really felt like they were going to have a sustaining run. They were going to make a run, and they did. They've got they got a couple of decent players, uh, but they weren't going to be able to sustain it. Everybody can make a run in this league. And they did, and they got it down to three, but they never took the lead, and the Jazz pushed it right back to double digits. Right. And then and it, it made stayed, it comfortable again. And it stayed there until garbage time. So. Yeah, and it got what, it got down to eight at the end. Yep. Uh, so, yes. So, they did exactly what they're supposed to do. And at the minimum, you got to feel good about that because last week and last ten days, they weren't doing what they were supposed to do. It's really funky to see because there's no excuse for losing to Phoenix. There's just none at home. None. Zero. That, and that's the thing. The whole the whole story about, well, when the schedule got tough, they started losing. It's the bad losses that have turned this stretch into 11 and 10. Uh, you can find four or five bad losses. They could easily, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, I know, but they could easily be sitting on 15 and 6 or 16 and 5 and winning three quarters of their games, which is a 60-win pace if you put it over a whole season. So it's it's like you said, it's that Phoenix game. It's uh, the shorthanded uh, Denver game when Denver had seven guys and they didn't get them. Uh, it's going to San Antonio and losing and having DeRozan go off. And there's something that gives me a little bit of comfort as I watch the Warriors beat the Nuggets in Denver and I watch the Rockets lose to New York. It's happening to other people, too. So teams are flawed, and they're going through stretches. And I would Those two games, and they were both on back-to-back nights here, they stunned me. Having the Warriors go into Denver and beat the Nuggets, because I was ready to put the Nuggets right there. To me... Uh, I'm handicapping. As I handicap the West, I'm going Clippers 1, Lakers 2, and then I was ready to put the Nuggets solidly at 3. And now the Rockets? And now I don't you're know. you're downgrading them too? Now it's open. It's back open. I still go Clippers 1, Lakers 2, and that third spot, irregardless of where the seeding ends up being, that third spot is open. Who's the third best team 
And if you're the third best team, by definition, you're getting into the second round. So who am I guaranteeing is getting in the second round outside of the Lakers and you're Clippers? Not, you're not guaranteeing anybody. I'm not, number, not right Number now. one, you don't know no. the matchups. So there's that. And then number two, just who's really tightened up the act at that point and I is don't playing know. their best ball. Who's my final four in the West? I don't know. Right now, it's Denver 3 versus Oklahoma City 6, and it's Houston and Utah in a 4-5 series. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't we know. don't know who, that those will be the matchups. No. But I don't know who, if they are the matchups, I don't know who's pick. going to win. I cannot say that the Thunder are guaranteed to lose in the first round. I cannot say that at all because they continue to impress. Right now, the Jazz are a game and a half in front of the Thunder, two games in front of the Mavericks. Two games out of the seventh spot, where you would draw the number 2 seeded Clippers if they hold on, and then two games out of the third spot, where the Nuggets sit right now. Right. So, in a sense, seeing the Rockets and the Nuggets stumble has given me a sense of relief well, then, going back to where everybody's doing it. So I don't whoever, think the Clippers and Lakers are, but the rest of them are. So whoever doesn't get the home court and whoever doesn't get the matchup and the seeding they want is going to sit back and go, what it could have, should have, and look at their Phoenix game or their Nick game or whatever. Yeah, but yet they'll probably, I wouldn't do that myself. I would just look to the team that I'm playing because they, they can do that too. They injuries and resting and blah 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 all that matters is at that point are you good enough to win four games against that particular opponent and once I get past uh, one and two uh, three to six uh, uh, I can make a case for any of those teams winning to getting to because the whole the whole thing for me now for the Jazz is to find a way to get to the second round get to the second round see where you're at you know, because I was talking to this, Tim McComb was in yesterday, and we we're saying this, I have a hard time spinning success with a first-round exit this year. Nobody will like that. <laughs> That's what they had last year, and they made changes because yeah. they didn't like that. And you can go up there on the locker clean-out or podium, sit up there now, and you can say point differential in- indicates it should be this, it should be that, but I'm not. it's going to go in one ear and out the other. If you lose in the first round, you know, unless some, some outrageous thing happens, some, you know, yeah, half your team well, got injured right. like the Warriors did and whatnot, but I'm, I'm speaking if all things are being equal. that If it's a quote-unquote normal series. I cannot accept success if it ends in a first-round defeat, even if it goes seven. You, I mean, you can lose a seven-game series and it'd be hard-fought, and somebody has to win, somebody has to lose, so you can live with it. But I'm talking big picture on the season. To me, this team's got to find a way to get to the second round. All right, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. PK. What? BYU and the honor code? Again? It'll never end. The impact on Cougar athletics? All right, we'll get to that next. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. 
DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. So BYU tweaks the honor code. How much does that help the Cougars? How much does it hurt the Cougars? It is back in the headlines. It would be better if no one just talked about the honor code. Does it have any impact at all? Or well, this is just something we talk about once every three to six to nine months. It's whatever. not so much the honor code. It's the individual portion of it. Because they can permit or forbid sex and drinking and all they want. And nobody really bats an eyelash. But once you start getting in the hot button topic of the LGBTQ, then it becomes very, very serious. In terms of, we've already seen some promotion, or uh, what what am I looking for? Commotion. Protest is the word I was looking for. Protest, yeah. About it before. Protest and commotion becomes promotion. Yeah, I knew it wasn't promotion, uh, but that was the word that came to my promotion. mind. Promotion. Sure, it was at Iowa State, right? Yeah. Last time there were rumors of the Big 12 expanding, Iowa State students were protesting. And then you got, and this, how do you say this guy's name from the Watchdog, uh, uh, Robert uh, Gerke? Gerke, is that Gerke. it? I believe okay. so, yeah. You know, he has a he has a column in the Tribune. Brigham Young University has managed has sure managed to frick over its gay students in a baffling display of incompetence. Baffling display of incompetence. I mean that's that's strong. I mean, if he's that's his opinion, I'm not arguing whether he wants to write what, that. What or not. part of this does he find baffling and incompetent? Well, the thing versus about- just on. Popular. I mean, I get some people don't like it, and so it's just not the way they handled it. They put out some statement a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay, that you can hold hands. It's very nebulous, yeah. Right, and then they had and they removed just a big part of it. Just didn't mention. Took out the homosexual behavior portion of it. But now you can't do it. So if you're gay, you can't hold hands and whatever. So why take it out if you have to go back and clarify that? Two yeah, weeks so later. I think that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. The baffling. Why did you do uh, this? The display the of incompetence yeah. is the way you handled it. You take it out, but then you come back and clarify later on that you still can't do it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to speak for the author, but I think that's what he's saying on on that. And so you see that the baffling display of incompetence. I mean, that's just going to get out there, and. Uh, I think we can all agree that the reversal then, then the re-reversal of the honor code was an unmitigated disaster. Reading from what he wrote, the initial announcement was incompetently handled and abysmally communicated, then left without clarification for weeks. So now it's a public relations nightmare for the university. So all of this will matter if a conference, well, all of this could matter if a conference decides to expand, but yes. does it look yeah. like any conference is going to decide to expand? And students gathered at the Wilkinson Center and chanted, I love the hey, hey, ho, ho, and then you just fill in the blank, whatever has got to go. And in this case, hey, hey, ho, ho, the honor code has got to go, hey, hey, ho, ho, ho. yeah. Uh, that's a that's a be all chant. I mean, you can just substitute whatever you right. want. Hey, hey, ho, ho! Second. DJ winning City Weekly every year has got to go. <laughs> nope, too many syllables no, that no, didn't no, work. No. I was going to say second breakfast so, has to go, but you know whatever. that. Hey, hey, 
Ho ho. DJ's donuts got DJ go. getting nominated every year for broadcaster of the year award <laughs> has got to go. I didn't you know? win. You can't hold the nomination so against I me. I said nominated. I know you can't hold that against me. So nominated. <laughs> it's an honor just to be included with Scotty G and Craig Bowler Jack. Who will so be you here at eight thirty? You know, in fact, I would encourage people to get on our app and put in hey, hey, ho ho and then fill in the blank. That reminds me got Bol- to go. Bowler owes us ribs. Right? Right. What are, you, what are you, freaking Eve over here? He owes your ribs? Bowler won, and we had the deal. Whoever won He's got paid to give for you lunch. His ribs? We were going for barbecue. <laughs> Look at you getting all biblical. I mean, you're in the BYU Honor Code. You can't help it. You're a spiritual giant, PK. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Just reminded me I got a free lunch out there. All right. <laughs> DJ's free rides have got to go. <laughs> So the other headline here from the last few days is the USC president clarifying that he's not backing down. All options are open, which, you know, we look at, well, the Pac-12 go to 14. I don't think they're going to 14 for anybody, anytime, anyway. I think that door's shut for everybody who would ever dream of it in the West. Uh, I think not that Texas and Oklahoma want it, they're in. <laughs> not in the West. <laughs> <laughs> they can make but you're right if they want to. The north and the south division. But it's more likely, I think, listen to this. Could you really think SC is going independent over this? No. I mean, what are they going to do? Independent football and put all the other sports in no, the Mountain I, West? I told you in the beginning, they were just threatening. Yeah. It was to put just, Larry Scott on notice. What you're doing isn't good enough. Yeah. So, so get it together. That's, it, was a, it was a political move, and they've got the power to do it. The only thing that would make any sense to me, and I don't think they would do it, is if... You saw six from the Pac-12 and six from the Big Ten form a new conference and say, eliminate the, the hungry mouths that hey, don't hey, bring in as much. Ho, ho. Sorry, Iowa Utah State. Utah Pac-12 stickers have got, got to, to go. go. Right. Sorry, <laughs> Iowa State and uh, Oregon State. Uh, Iowa State gets on their high horse and then they're out the door. <laughs> I, I just think this is, this is really trouble for BYU's athletic program trying to find its way into a conference. It can't help, and it could hurt. It could be a deal breaker, but we'll have to see when we get there. Because they yeah. still think money talks very loudly. But if the money is just okay, then this kind of thing can be a deal breaker. I mean, this is out there, and no one in the West Coast Conference batted an eye. No, because they need BYU. Right. Yeah. And their uh, church league... I don't know what all of these How politically did. different they are yeah. as a group. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what's funny is that, you know, some people would be for or against gay marriage at all these institutions. Uh, and so where do you draw the line? Well, you, you don't draw it when BYU adds to their basketball contract the way they do. Would they draw it? Right. But if you had a basketball coach just say at the University of Utah, and I have no idea what the what Larry's thoughts are on this, nor do I care, uh, but suppose he just thought marriage should be traditional between a man and a woman. Well, they let them in, but his personal belief would be, again, I'm just hypothetically. Right. Uh, but you don't know any. I mean, there's 350 yeah. college basketball right. coaches. You don't know any of their political right. beliefs. But somehow BYU right. is going to be penalized for it. But it's an organizational. When it, and who yeah. knows if the basketball coach at BYU may think, I'm fine with it. <laughs> you know, so, so, but this is their but the organization. overt policy yeah. here. And I, I think it, 
I don't want to say it dooms the Cougars, but I think it's bad news when this stuff gets out because they're not bending on the homosexual issue. At so it's a hurdle. It's a hurdle that's got to be cleared, right? And that is that is a political issue. And if you're not on the certain side, you're homophobic. Whether you are or you aren't, that's what you're labeled as. Whether you are or you aren't, you aren't getting in the league. Yeah, and you're viewed as um, unless we throw around labels fairly casually now. Unless it's a really good business deal. College athletics has done a lot of crazy things for money. Yeah, but I mean, you're scraping the barrel there. It's you're you're right. not. And if, there's if, only maybe ten to fifteen schools that are in that situation where they can just flex their muscles and say we are the big dog. I also don't know that we aren't just going to see status quo in these two leagues in twenty twenty five. That this isn't going to be an issue because they're not going to expand. They're going to sign new TV deals. The money's rolling in, and there's still going to be 10 teams in the Big 12, and the Pac-12 is still going to be the Pac-12, USC's pronouncements aside, and that this isn't going to come up. And BYU's going to have to find their way based on no changes in the landscape. Okay, either way. Right. However, the, if they don't get in, then it's bad news. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Bowler will be here in half an hour. Stay with us.